windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Wednesday afternoon or morning, depending on when you're tuning into the podcast. If you're on Facebook Live, I guess it's morning. If you're in the you, middle of the ocean, it's afternoon. That's right. It's what's going to happen. So no matter where you are, it is Wednesday. It is episode 21. I'm Jay Sandoz. Mike Gallagher is the sidekick. And a jam-packed show today. It's Wednesday. So that means mystery guest. The greatest bumper this show has to offer. And perhaps the greatest guest that this show has had to offer so far in terms of magnitude. Although... Donnie Abraham, I know you're partial to, and considering that was a direct connection to ETSU, I think he probably still holds that. This is non-ETSU. This is regional. Regional. So we are going from. So it could be ETSU? Uh, it, has, it does not have a direct connection to ETSU. No but a direct connection to the state and the region, and is still in the region, but does national things. Okay. So that's what I'll give you. I don't like to. I don't know if we're going to do the whole guessing thing where I like lob questions at you and see if you can get it. That that one might be kind of tougher. I'm sure you'll be familiar with him, um, but I, I'm not sure he will be a name if people aren't tuned into the sports scene, um, kind of on a day-to-day basis, into the bigger events on radio and television. Uh, that so broadcaster. They, okay, well, let's move on because <laughs> we're getting too <laughs> far right, into I'm it getting, now. I'm all right, closer. We get closer. All right. Uh, we also have Lando's Land, yes. right? That's the one yep. we always have on Wednesday. So we'll have Mystery Guest. We'll have Lando's Land. Uh, first up, as always, a little ETSU Chattanooga football, as that's coming up on Saturday, 7.30, is when the kick time, 6 o'clock, our pregame show coverage. Also, yesterday, men's basketball, we got to start practice. So. we got to pump up for people for men's basketball and basketball in general. Um, but uh, specifically as Coach Forbes, we're, we're going to go down there and talk to him. We didn't have a chance to do so yesterday, but I think that people take this as an alternative. It'll really get people into the basketball spirit. You want to lead with that, then? I guess oh here it comes. Every team out had goals entering the season. Some programs were hoping for a winning record. Others simply wanted to win a single conference tournament game. But ETSU's one unwavering aspiration was much bigger. We want to win the SoCon championship in the tournament. We want to play meaningful games in March. That's the way it's going to be every year with this program. And here we are, Championship Monday. As meaningful as early March has to offer. Eight teams have fallen while two teams remain. They're opponents that aren't strangers to this stage, meeting 364 days ago in a battle that left the Spartans without a partner for the big dance. Their star player filled with regret. Baldwin out to Alonzo, clean look, he missed it! He missed it and Merriweather got it with 2.6! You won't get a better look than Francis Alonzo got! A night the Bucks felt right at home in Asheville. I think it's Johnson City South, you know, and uh, I, I was just blown away by the um, our fan support. Um, they've just been unbelievable all year long, and they made a big difference. And celebrated until sunrise. For the 10th time in school history, the East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Well, I've been waiting for the summer, Francis Alonzo and his followers had to wait more than 10 months to face ETSU again, surely stewing on every second. And after faltering again in freedom, the Spartans would have the chance to end the nation's longest winning streak one month later in their own Coliseum. Now to Alonzo for a clean look for three, and he got it. Back to Alonzo for three is up, and that is good. Alonzo trying to go baseline all the way to the hoop. Tough shot over Peter Jerkins. 
Alonzo spin, turnaround shot for three is good. I can't believe he hit that. What a shot by Alonzo. He wasn't even looking at the goal. UNCG in front of a blackout crowd, 4,179. Break the 16-game win streak of ETSU and get themselves back in striking distance, just a game behind ETSU for the regular season championship. UNCG would go on to take the title while ETSU was sent into a free fall. But the struggle down the stretch. I will work hard, I will work smarter, and I will not quit until my dream is a reality. Has unleashed the cage beasts in Buck Blue. Armed with experience that flattened Chad. Bradford stole it. Bradford, look out below. Elevates up and a big left-handed dunk. McLeod, Sutter step move. Right-hand left. Good. Five seconds. McLeod gets a screen. Trying to get to the rim. He does. Shot off the glass. He's good. Kane all the way in. Reverse left. Scoop shot counted. 44-33. Bucks up 11 as Payne asking the crowd to give him some more energy. Timeout, Chattanooga. And high flyers and flexed on firm. Well, now they run the lob to Bradford. Look out below. Left-handed dunk by your player of the year. Hodges attacks Payne all the way in. And a posterizing slam over Daniel Fowler. The lob is deflected. David Burrell still dunked it in. Oh, man, what a play. The ball got deflected, went higher up in the air. He somehow still flushed it with a right hand. The Bucks are back, and the moment is here as the two Titans left standing slide their storied history aside and fight for it all on the SOCON's biggest stage. UNCG, ETSU, a chance to dance. Coming up next live on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Oh, I love it. Now, that was the last time we left you on the Buccaneer Sports Network with men's basketball. Uh, and we know the result. We don't want to go over their game too much, quite honestly, the result of that game. But that was the pregame hype for that one. We did one for um, both the men's and women's basketball teams. And uh, I got some feedback that some people preferred the women's one more than the men's one. And I, I thought there wasn't really a difference between them. It was just kind of, you know, different ones for um, – for different runs, really. Uh, both teams getting to the championship game. Unfortunately, neither coming up with the championship. But it's a new year, and a lot of the names that you heard in that uh, pre-game hype are, are not going to be here. Yeah, ten, ten, yeah. ten of the 15 are gone. So uh, you know this team as good as anyone, um, and, and there's been a lot of news about it in Johnson City. Every time something happens with basketball, is going to be a buzz with everything. So a lot of new names to introduce. Well, yeah, but the good news is there's a – a few guys coming back. Yeah. You look at the two freshmen from last season, obviously sophomores this year, in Bo Hodges and Milad Narmas. I think that's where you, you start with because they saw such significant minutes. You also had a guy that set out – or two two people that set out last year as well in a local product in Patrick, Patrick Good. Good. Yeah. I think everybody's going to be excited about that. And then maybe the glue guy of the team, which is hard to say for, for a guy that didn't play last year, and Jerome Rodriguez, and he'll have two years. And – uh, Romy from the Dominican Republic had that, that torn labrum. He's had to sit out all season, so he's back. He's going to be able to go. And, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. James Harrison was a guy that's that's a leftover that really Coach Forbes admitted towards the end of the year. Maybe should have got him some more time. Offensively, James Harrison's unbelievable. It was always on the defensive end. So we'll see what uh, Harrison can do. Other than that, you're – you're rolling off with the the late and uh, early August departure of Kanaya Obi Rapu. Uh, I mean, honestly, that's the five. Now, if you had to roll with that that five right there, you, you could have a starting five. I mean, you could go out there and play. Might be a little bigger starting five with with Harrison Rodriguez and Milad Narmas on the floor. But you still at least could could go with that. But it would be interesting to see. Number one, I think they they addressed uh, some shooting needs. And I think you start with Trey Boyd, the junior college transfer from uh, Northwest Florida, where Coach Forbes was the head coach at. He's originally from Memphis. Bucks tried to actually get him out of high school 
and stayed with him for those two years. So I think you have to start with him. I think another uh, guard that you need to talk about is Isaiah Tisdale. He's a guy that actually uh, was an All-American at the junior college level. Left-handed. I don't know. They love left-handed guys. But uh, a left-handed player. Uh, from a Sins Junior College. Keon Tucker's an interesting story because he started at Wofford, and, and I read a couple quotes where, you know, all, if he would have thought about things and, and not been maybe an 18-year-old kid, he would have just stayed at Wofford, but he ends up going to junior college. He, he knocked down about 83s last year in junior college level. So he's another guard that's on the team. Then he went and got two freshmen. Davion Williamson, boy, he put up huge numbers in North Carolina. And then Carlos Curtis out of Milwaukee. So they've been able to – now they, want, they wanted to get more freshmen in year they just missed out on some high school kids so had to go and get uh, uh, guys to fill slots I, I think uh, another one I've seen in practice I've been impressed with is De, uh, DeAndre Bernard six foot seven six eight kid out of uh, Toronto Canada he's a junior college uh, transfer as well and the one thing I like about him like a lot of guys sometimes I know they say overseas and, and Canada Clearly not overseas, but he kind of plays like that. He has handles. He can dribble. He can shoot from the outside. I actually saw him run the break a couple times, make nice decisions and practice already. So I like what he brings to it. They also went out and got an extra seven-footer in Octavian Corley. Corley uh, listed about 7-1 a junior from Reno, Nevada. And then they got a transfer. It's got to sit out and Luke Gasson, who's originally from the Netherlands, then went uh, – uh, to the Canary Academy, which is, by the way, we heard Francis Alonzo. Uh, that's where he went. Okay. So, so, uh, and then uh, Jordy Kuiper, also from the Netherlands. They don't know each other, RAS, yeah. but also from Netherlands, went to Canary School. So clearly uh, uh, a school in Spain that's able to put out talent over the United States. And Gasson started at Oklahoma State. He'll transfer. Now he's got to sit out a year. And then uh, a couple of walk-ons. Trey Tiller is one of them. And then uh, the last one is Miles Rasnick, both uh, Tennessee kids uh, added to the mix as well. So that's the roster. Coach Forbes seems to be very comfortable in turning over the roster. He's done so again, so we'll have to see exactly how that goes for head coach Steve Forbes and that, that season gets kicked off. Now he gets to start a little bit earlier than the women's team, and it's because you get 42 days, I think, from the – the first exhibition game or the first whatever that is, and I think the women's team gets started in a couple of days. So we'll have a report on them. We'll we'll try to get Coach Hill some comments uh, from her. I'm trying to get uh, desperately uh, uh, some comments from Coach Forbes on how yesterday went, which was the first official day. Busy time of year for so, him. Yeah, and we, we just missed. Busy time for yep. us, too. We're trying to get right. prepared for some other things. So we'll try to uh, at least get a couple sound bites for him. Moving forward, we'll also uh, – Try to maybe talk to a couple of the players and see how they're feeling about the season coming up. But they they kick it off uh, or tip it off if we change sports. Tip way. it off on November sixth. That'll be against Georgia State. There'll be an exhibition game the Friday night before that, but Tuesday, November sixth at Georgia State. That'll be an interesting game to see what the Bucks have, uh, especially a road contest, a tough game at Atlanta it's and a, a team that's team. been in a tournament yeah. team and been there for a couple years. Had some big wins. Uh, last a lot uh, of guys back. couple seasons, so it, it'll be a good test for ETSU to start off with. Then I have an exit. Uh, then I'll have a non D one game at home. Then they'll fly out to Creighton. So two of the first three games are clearly important for just, ETSU. Just real quick, because I know we got to go, but Bo Hodge is really excited to see how he's progressed. I mean, he was already one of the better freshmen you'll find around the region, around the country last year, and I know a lot of people are giving him national attention as someone that may be a guy that steps into his second year at the collegiate level and really blows up and becomes a number one type option for ETSU. Drummy Rodriguez is someone. Someone that Coach Ford last year said he may have been the most talented player on this roster, and so to not have him last year still do what they did and now have him coming back in, uh, just having been around the program, maybe not on the court, but been on the program, knowing the rest of the team, I look for him to be a big leader. Uh, and my third thing is that if you think that's the last of the uh, big intro hypes that you're going to hear before the season starts, I'm thinking about doing a whole bracket-type segment and do a knockout kind of head-to-head style thing because uh, I don't think those got uh, enough play last year. Of course, I would think so. I'm very biased. I, I was – Nobody loves Mike Gallagher like Mike Gallagher. So, uh, That's right. That's right. In, in fairness, uh, I like listening to me more than anybody. So yeah. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. So uh, we're going to have Lando's land in just a second. Just one to, uh, just to go back real quick. Yeah. Bo Hodges also playing in his right position, right? So he had to play the four last year. He's back to playing a wing where he's going to be a very tough matchup, I think, yes. for some folks. He also worked on his three-point shot. So it'll be interesting to see how Bo Hodges, who I think very quickly became a fan favorite for ETSU, uh, will continue to grow uh, in a Buck uniform. We'll step aside for a timeout. It is Wednesday. It's Mr. Yes Wednesday. That'll be the uh, third and fourth segment 
of our program. We'll talk to Landon Owen on Lando's Land coming up after this short timeout. Don't forget, this is Sandos and the Sidekick. You can download us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. You subscribe to the RSS feed every day on Twitter and Facebook. You can just simply click on SoundCloud and listen to it that way. We'll have Lando's Land coming up after this timeout on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. When you could use a little did I just win $50 fun. Woo, yeah! Or when you like to add a side of fun to that next snack. Mm, wow, good. Would you like some fun with that? Well, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly. Citizens Bank and our growing lending team are excited to support the game broadcasts of the ETSU Buccaneers. We are proud to provide a lineup of options that fit the needs of local businesses, whether it's an expansion loan, remote deposit service, SBA loan, or treasury management services. We can help your business grow. Visit our website or your local Citizens branch to speak with a qualified lender to learn more. From everyone at Citizens Bank, go Bucks! Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! I feel like day after day it's all the same. I know there's more out there. I, I just can't reach out and grab it. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? Uh, no, but I'm a butcher. Perhaps a nice seafood dinner would help? Gosh, that sounds great. Excellent. I'll steam some shrimp for you. Really? No one's ever said that before. At Food City, our butchers can't solve your existential crisis, but they can offer a ton of other great services you won't find at most other grocery stores. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Lando's Land with Landon Owen. Let's go, let's go. We got the teamwork to make the dream work. Let's go, let's go, let's We're going to make it. Ugh. Oh, Landon Owen uh, is wishing it was 1986 for the New York <laughs> Mets. Has it's been a little bit of a long day? Do have uh, Jacob Degrom? Will he win the Cy Young? Will he not? Every once in a while we tease that. We'll find out here in a little bit. But uh, Landon Owen, Bruce Motor Speedway, as always, Lando's Land. Join us on Wednesday, buddy. How you doing? I am fantastic. How are you guys? I'm doing great. Mike's feeling good about himself. He got a, a self-promote his own uh, uh, intro a minute ago, so he's he's pretty much uh, in high cotton right Landon, now. Landon, are you coming to us from the boiler room? That's kind of what it sounds like. When isn't Mike Gallagher feeling good about it? <laughs> oh, we were on speakerphone. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the boiler room has what turned into an world? actual phone. Thank what, God. What kind of what, what kind of podcast do you think you're on here, buddy? <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable. I got you. All right, Lando's Land. But you you finally missed one. Well, I mean, a great place to go watch a game, but you finally missed a prediction. NC State uh, handled the 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 herd. You were there. a fraud all along. I knew it. Yeah. Well. Went with the heart one too many times, but it worked on the other side as ETSU got the victory. 
So you can't complain too much there, boys. We'll take that trade off, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're All welcome. right. Lots of games to go to. I'm going to throw I, I'm going to throw some games out at you and you tell me uh, yeah. if if you're if you're picking this or not. The first one I thought would be obvious tie-in because of where you're from, Army at Buffalo. And don't tell me that wasn't on the the short list. It absolutely was. I am so proud <laughs> of you, Jay. Mm. I'm excited. I actually uh, I was on vacation last week in, in Gatlinburg and, and went out and played golf and actually played got paired up with a guy who used to play at UB. Uh, they're four and zero. They rolled Rutgers last week. Army with the showing of the week. Um, you know the best loss I think anybody has out there right now. Going to Oklahoma and scaring the living daylights out of them. Classy move, Oklahoma fans giving them a standing ovation as they left the field, as they should every time Army, Navy, or Air Force plays a game. So, uh, yes, proud of you. UB, uh, I'm going with UB at home. Quarterback looks pretty good, uh, but we'll come back to Army later in the year. Uh, that's a special trip to West Point, so we're going we're gonna to highlight them a, at another time. But uh, kudos to you for picking that. Yeah, and the, the one thing. battle. Uh, and, and when we're in a lightning delay, I kept giving Army updates at Oklahoma. Army, you know, lost in overtime, and the Oklahoma – Faithful, I thought very classy. They gave Army a standing ovation for their effort uh, on the way out, and I don't know if it's just because showing love to the military, or that they, or both, or just the fact that it was such a good game and and they competed so hard against Oklahoma. But that's one of those scenes, you know, you just both can't deserve, you just yeah. can't make up, you know. Anyway, I got a couple mm-hmm. more games I'm gonna throw at you on a short list, Do and then, um, and and I'll see how close I am. How about Dan Mullen, Florida, going to Mississippi State? Was that on the list? Uh, it was not, but just the intrigue of it is really, really compelling. I got Mississippi State bouncing back. Okay, and then I, I would now I thought this one because it top ten South Bend always a good place to go. Uh, Stanford Notre Dame. That was on the list. Uh, about any other week, that's one you're going to pick. Um, that's really strong. I got Stanford winning on the road in a close one, even after the miracle comeback last week. Uh, that was impressive. So. I just like Stanford. I can't say I like Notre Dame that much. I agree with that. I 100% <laughs> I mean, who agree does? with that. I mean, who, other than, other than our, <laughs> our good buddy, Tommy Tommy Conrad, there's really nobody yeah. else. But, uh, yeah. uh, I, I thought maybe, again, you'd play the Homer card, Cuse on the road. It's just a couple hours away for you. Go down to Clemson, a new quarterback. One, one quarterback's transferring now. Lawrence has taken over. Brian's gone. I, I thought maybe maybe the Cuse. Uh, now, they're, they're always more prime for the pickings of winning at home than on the road, but I didn't know if you'd play the Homer card and go follow him, uh, watch the Orange on Orange battle. That was the top of the list. Uh, that was the runner-up, and uh, felt I couldn't be a Homer three weeks in a row. And uh, lest we forget, Syracuse beat Clemson last year um, up in the Dome uh, in, a, in a great upset, one of the best in school history. And both teams are undefeated. You know, like you mentioned, you know, new starting quarterback, even as a freshman, he's – basically Tom Brady already, um, and Bryant transferring. That's a lot of distraction in one week, uh, in, a, in a short week, against a team that is playing pretty well right now. So um, He's calling for the upset. That they're going to do it two weeks in a row. Oh, I thought he was going to do it. Cards. All right. Well, no, then, no pick on this game. Call me Herb Street because I'm calling the game, but uh, no pick this week. All right. Well, then, then to me, then I think the obvious pick then is going to be Ohio State at Penn State. Is that the winner? Uh, actually, it's Arkansas Pine Bluff at Florida oh, International. Stop it. But, uh, stop it. Yes, actually, yes, of course. We're going to Happy Valley, whiteout, night game. Uh, there are If there's a better scene in college football than that, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I haven't been there. This would be the one that I would go to. Um, I've been to Virginia Tech on a Thursday night. I'd love to be in Happy Valley or Death Valley, one of the two, on a, on a Saturday night. But uh, that's going to be a hell of a battle. Um, I think uh, the Penn State's a home dog in this game. They've looked pretty good, but I don't know. Urban coming back, I just I have a feeling they they went down to TCU and got the win there. Uh, I'm going to take uh, OSU to win but not cover. Spread three and a half. So I think a, a two or three point victory there. Uh, Ohio State on the road. You thinking high scoring like 34-31 or? Yeah, I think that's probably I, – I, I like that, Jay. Let's go right in there, 34-31, Ohio State. When people um, say – when people talk about the Big Ten versus the SEC, I'm going to go big picture on you. What do you say when Big Ten fans are like best conference in the country? Uh, I walk away from them. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're <laughs> even from up around there, so you don't – I mean, kind of, yeah. with how far east it extends now. Well, when, in fairness, when, when you were at Rutgers, they were not in the Big Ten. Right. 
We were not. Um, right. Well, I, we were Big East, and I grew up a Big East guy. So I, I was an Eastern football guy. I was not a Midwestern football guy. Um, I I grew up with battles like Syracuse, West Virginia, uh, Pitt, Penn State, Syracuse, Penn State, Miami in there too. So those are the schools that I grew up watching when they were all winning national championships. Well, um, uh, us from up from us from Midwest football would be glad to adopt you if you just say that the Big Ten is better than the SEC please, in football. Go ahead, go ahead, come I, on, Lance. I appreciate your no. offer. Your uh, hospitality is figured I'd put it on admirable. the table. That's the Midwest but, uh, right you, there. You, you know that. You can keep your three yards in a cloud of rubber. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that. It is. Rubber, rubber. I, no one said that it's fun to watch, but it's very good football at the end of the day. I mean, that what was it, the 22-play, uh, 81-yard drive that Iowa went on like four years ago in the Big Ten Championship where you're like, that is <sighs> the definition of Big Ten football in like a 17-14 game. It's That's not like pretty. high school team. Well, oh, wow. Okay, well, now you're You know, it's ridiculous. like, okay, we're going to go for it on every fourth down because we have to. It's like fourth and one because we just got yeah. three yards of carry. No, because you it's can. Because you can, right. Because you're so confident brutal. in yourself. But we're going to watch the Penn, we're going to watch the Big Ten game. We're going to pay them their respect. You're, we're you're, all you're right. Here. You're right. You are. Um, Absolutely. You are. We're going to do the respect. So well, and, on the and, way up. And, yeah, and the winner the of that up. has the inside shot, right? To I mean, the winner. Uh, I'm assuming the winner of that has the inside shot, not just Big Ten championship, but that could be one of your four playoff teams too. So uh, you did at least absolutely. pick a game that's got great implication. This game has decided it. Um, actually, this game hasn't decided it because Penn State has gotten the better of Ohio State, and still Ohio State has gotten in the playoff. If you remember two years ago, um, so this game is not a playoff eliminator, but it's certainly an enhancer. Yeah, and that's when I actually asked the NCAA to stop giving us the every game matters routine, right? Because yeah, it does. I mean, I mean, here, here's the deal. I grew up a one double A guy, uh, and so I'm a huge fan. And at every level of football, they figure out how to do a playoff system. Every level, one double A, FCS, Division two, II, Division three, NAI, and I don't want to hear about what's unfair to the players. Um, because of travel and schooling. Well, number one, schooling's out in December when a lot of the playoff games would happen. And number two, are you telling me that the NAI schools can charter flights as they want to? They have 32 tutors as they want to. Mm-hmm. They have all, So please stop giving me the excuses, big boy big boy footballs, I use air quotations here, about how the playoffs are so unfair to the student-athletes. It's about – uh, the fact that bowl game money stays with schools, right? And and mm-hmm. if you're a coach of a team that's not going to be in a playoffs, if you go to bowl game, you have a better shot of keeping your job. That's what it comes down to. Okay, that, all right, let's get back. You're going to Happy Valley. <laughs> Food. I got. Valley. I, I was I was going off on a tangent. I'm sorry. I, a rogue it's mode a good show. Tangent. It's a good thing. Let's let's put that on the books for another week later this year, and we'll we'll plan the whole thing out for everybody. Yeah, let's do. That. Oh, it'd be so easy to do. Plus, yes, you know, would. more money. I would say more money for those teams that are worried about money because home games. But that's okay. That's come on, summer. let's move on. Here we go. Here let's we go. Where on. are you going to go to eat, play golf, all that? As I've rogued the last of the segment. Okay, now I haven't been to a game in Happy Valley, but I've been to State College. So uh, you got to go to the Creamery. You know that's the thing. You got to go get ice cream. That's the big fancy thing to do there. Got to go do that. Uh, playing golf though on the way up, you're going to take a little detour and you're going to take I-99 that brings you right into State College. At the bottom of that, there's a place called Bedford, Bedford, PA. Uh, they have the number one course in the state, Bedford Springs. And I have driven by it and drooled over it and finally going to play it. Um, that's where I would go. Bring your wallet. It's not cheap, but it'll be worth it. Guys like Tillinghast and Ross have had their fingerprints on it. So it's, it's, it's a course anybody would want to play. So that's where you're going to play. No, you got anything nothing. for that, Jay? No, no, no kind of feedback at all. You're just gonna, you know, have landed no. on and not even no. talk, to, talk about how you guys can hack it around the course together. And oh, no, 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 okay, and okay. First of all, I don't ever talk about how we hack it around. Who That's says we yes, hack though. it around? Well, it's the truth. I mean, I just want to bring some honesty to the show. Who puts with the three wood in this group right now? I, well, I haven't I played golf in like three months, so I, I don't hang my hat on it. You are the president, CEO, CFO of the Golf <laughs> Crusade, so I, I would, I would think that you would have the uh, the upper hand in golf against me. I would hope at least. You would think, but that's not always the case. <laughs> Landon, um, I, I, I do I, not claim to be a good golfer. That, I do have one question, though. So going, going to these places, are you like me that will buy a T-shirt of the home team 
just to be able to high-five everybody around you so you're not an outcast and then you do what me and my buddy used to do when we travel around some of these games. We would just act like we, we were either fans or went to school there, completely lie about everything, but wear the, the home team shirt and then high-five each other like we belong. Are, are, you one, are you one of those guys? Interesting question. I've been to places where I've had to work. As you know, you got to wear your school colors and your uniform um, where it's not pleasant uh, as a visiting team or worker or fan. Um, so I've given up on that. Even if my team was playing, I would wear the home team's colors uh, if I was sitting in the regular stands. Now, if I was sitting in my team's stands, I would wear my team shirt and be proud. Um, but I have given up on the team shirt. I would wear, uh, if it's a whiteout, I'm wearing a white Bristol Motor Speedway shirt. There you go. Have you ever gotten busted for not actually being a real fan of said team? Was, was there ever a slip-up? Oh, Mike, you've worked here. You know I'm a fan of like every team. So That's... yeah, I'm I'm always I'm always a fan. Um, and I just love the love going to games. You got to pick a side. You got to have a rooting interest. You got to have a reason to be there. And uh, that's what makes it so fun. And nowhere better is it than on a college campus. And oh, it's like fantasy football and pick 'em leagues are so big and everything, right? Because it brings relevance to each game. So I, I can totally feel that. I want to get one item from you here, Landon, before we let you go, because this is kind of a touch-on-all-things type segment. Uh, did you see the new Philadelphia Flyers mascot? <laughs> I did. What is going on? They, who, you're, now, you're pretty high-ranking at a rather large um, conglomerate of speedways, right? So I would like you to kind of enlighten us as to how that gets all the way through the lower level people, the middle level people, and all the way up to the top, and someone says, this is a good idea. This isn't going to terrify anyone. A better question would be, why do we allow Philadelphia to still be in the United States? (laughs) I know know they had a big part (laughs) in founding it and all that, but that was was kind of their highlight, and it's been kind of downhill ever since. So maybe we just say, hey, Philly, thank you for what you've done but it's time to part ways. So are you saying that the mascot is one of the few good things about Philadelphia? No, I don't think there's anything <laughs> good about Philadelphia. So, there's there's well, some good uh, golf courses up there. I'll like, give them uh, Okay, well, we're yeah. running short on time, but let me just say this. <laughs> I, the couple trips I've made to Wisconsin, I think we should donate it to Canada. That's all I'm saying. I mean, uh, uh, Ooh, couple, wow. couple, so, uh, you know, you want to kick Philly out. Maybe that'll be a full segment. What If you could uh, move a city, state, whatever. That's a good topic who, for and what, down. Yeah, we'll have Wait, to wait, wait. We'll You're going to give them the Packers? I would easily give them Minnesota. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Now, see, I was going to agree with Jay. Now, just let him go. Cut him off. That's it. Uh, hit, hit the dump button. It's over for Landon. All right, buddy. We'll see you next week. Good times, boys. Have a good one this weekend. See you, Landon. All right, it's Landon Owen. See, Lando's I'm with you. Land. Like, you got to annex Wisconsin to wherever it needs to go. Philadelphia is a hot take. I think that Landon has some um, predisposed mm-hmm. opinions there, and there's a rich New history. York guy, Philly. Yeah. Uh, you well, can see we're Rutgers. That's to be New fair, Jersey, Philly. Yeah. The Vikings just lost to the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, and I'm not even talking about let's – what are we going to do, float Philadelphia out to see? How is this going to work? They're fans, I will say. And this is why I think a lot of people – are on board with Landon's take. I love their is, fans. You love their fans? Yeah, even though they beat my team, yeah, I'm fine with their fans. Okay, see, I don't think there's a lot of people that share that opinion. Uh, the climbing up grease light poles and things like that. You know, the I'm whole, fine with that. Yeah, I, well, that, that's great for you. I think you'd probably be in the I mean, booing Santa Claus, I mean, nobody got the full story, right? They the booed. real Santa Claus. They booed Santa Claus because they had a guy look like Santa Claus. He was sick, and they put some guy look like you and said, here's Santa Claus. And so they're booing the guy that Santa Claus. not booing Santa Claus. But they're booing the symbol because the guy is the symbol. No, they they're booing. Kobe when he came back and won the All-Star MVP fine in his hometown. Fine uh, you're fine that. with all of it. Well, He never played for him. I don't care if he's a hometown guy or not. Sick. You can't pull sick. for your team? All right, here we go. All right, we got, uh, what is it, Mr. Guest. That's Mr. what it's called. Guess. We'll have that after this. We get Santos and the sidekick. Uh, what side what? <laughs> sidekick? Yeah, that's it. Oh, Sizzle Gizengar. Trey Adams, a highlight. Oh, Santos and the sidekick. SoundCloud, iTunes, download us, RSS, all that good fun stuff. Santos sidekick back. Mystery guest after this on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Nice Wonger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. With over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1 Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit NiceWongerChildrens.org. That's NiceWongerChildrens.org.
The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never-frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a day's double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef, along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulliken Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulliken's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulliken Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. Trump. Trudeau. Trick Daddy. Tram, the insult comic dog. Who's next? I don't know what's going to happen. Secrets. Sandos and the Sidekick. Oh, yes. Not creepy at all. The much-anticipated mystery guest segment. Every week, is there one segment, aside from TikTok Tuesday, because I think we've kind of established that that maybe is the top segment. Tell you what, it's tough yes. to beat this week, certainly. <laughs> it is tough. I had... Plenty of people send messages again about this Tuesday. They are, I don't know, boy, angry. Man. I, I, here's the thing. I kind of thought that would be a good one because he'd bring up stuff that normal people, although he, I don't think he's normal, but normal people. That was people, all you, you. You nailed it. And you picked the perfect person. Yeah, I just didn't realize how much he would resonate with yeah. normal people. Right. Because he's Clearly insane. what we're finding out is the country has a lot of anger. Oh, that's the, there's no doubt about <laughs> the that. The projection so. from Sandos and the sidekick to the rest of our nation is incredible. Um, so, mystery guest. What do we got? We've had Donnie Abraham. We've mm-hmm. had Hagen Owenby. We've had minor league baseball president Pat O'Connor. And, and we got a broadcaster. We've got, got a broadca- that much. This is, so, when we were kind of going through the show, I'm going to explain a little bit what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were kind of going through the show, we looked back at some other podcasts, and you were very enamored with other broadcasters that have broadcasters on. So Absolutely. I tried to do as best I could. I didn't reach out to I, I, I'll say this. I didn't reach out to the Tarikos. The Costases, anybody like that. I think I think those guys are brilliant. And if they want to come on the show, by all means, contact Mike Gallagher, M Gallagher, twenty one forty eight eleven at gmail dot com. Anyway, go right ahead. Whoa, 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 what? whoa. You don't are want you, Tarico or Costas? Are you on? saying that we're above them? I love that. Go ahead. That's not what I'm saying. That's, that's I'm saying if they want to come on the said? show, that's what they can please contact us. Don't listen to him. Just listen over here. If they uh, want to, if they want to come on the show, okay. If they have any interest in doing that. Okay. Uh, so this guy mm-hmm. that we are introducing, I'm going to give you just a little bit of a timeline. See if mm-hmm. you can get it. From 2002 to 2006, he was play-by-play for the Tennessee Smokies. There's a connection to the area. Okay, Smokies. 
2010, CBS College Sports Network, football and basketball. 2008 to 2010, Fox Sports Radio, College Football and Basketball Insider. 2010 to 2012, Big Ten Network, College Football and Basketball Play-by-Play, best conference in the country. 2011 to 2014, Braves Live host and field reporter. 2012 to 2014, ESPN College Football and College Basketball. 2014 to present, SEC Network College Football and Basketball. Did he do our Mississippi State game? I don't know. I'll say this: there is a connection, a recent connection to the Patriots. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a name on the board yes. because I think it's, I think from the Smokies connection and SEC Network, where I think he did our game Mississippi State. I'm gonna go Tom Hart. Tom Hart. He went from calling Patriots Jaguars on ESPN Radio to three days later joining Sandos in the sidekick. We taped this last Wednesday. Roll it. Tom, thanks for joining us. The bumper for this segment teases the names of Trump, Trudeau, Trick Daddy, and Tramp the Insult Comic Dog as those that may be following the intro. Would you put yourself on the level of those guests? And the hard-hitting portion of the question, which of the four is your favorite? Uh, Yeah, I put myself right there with the Insult Comic Dog because nobody respects him. He makes people laugh, but nobody really likes the guy when he walks in the room. Uh, and you're going to go ahead and gloss over the which of the four do you prefer. That might be a good call considering the political climate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not supposed to answer any political questions according <laughs> to our uh, public relations staff. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I find myself siding with the, the insulting comic dog. I figured you might be a uh, trick daddy guy, some uh, take it to the house, let's go, those kind of things. Yeah, I could I get down to take it to the house. I mean, that's a, that's a good uh, old man YMCA elliptical song to keep your heart rate up to where it's supposed to be. You're painting a great picture. We can tell you're a play-by-play guy. Uh, you've done a little bit of everything in your broadcasting career, though. Baseball, basketball, football, and those are all very different, though, the three, three main sports, of course, uh, that most usually do. Does your style vary from sport to sport, and which of the three do you prefer? Yeah, I think it, it has to vary from sport to sport, and it has to vary from medium. You know, doing a TV game is vastly different than calling a, a radio broadcast. So I don't I don't know that I have a preference. My stock answer is I prefer whatever season it is, and sure. I certainly appreciate the fact that my job changes every three to five months as I, you know, transition into a different season. But... The biggest difference for me is I'd love to tell stories. I'd love to do the research that unearths stories, and there's no sport better for stories than baseball. Um, not only the stories of the guys that are on the field and competing and the guys in that game or related to that game that day, but you can literally go back to the 1880s to find stories that are still relevant or interesting or humorous. So that, I think, is what the, the biggest difference between between those sports um the pace of basketball doesn't lend itself to many stories but it can also bring you great action and then the build-up for football when you're doing you know one one game a week or fans are used to watching their team once a week um you get plenty of time to build up to figure out what the storylines are and, and that, that brings you great theater every saturday or sunday depending on what level you're doing I'm very self-absorbed, so I love radio because I love the sound of my own voice. Are you the same, or do you prefer TV? I don't know that I have a preference, to be honest with you. I want to do the bigger game. And so where I am with my career right now, sometimes the the bigger game is available to me on radio, whether it's Red Sox Braves on Labor Day for ESPN Radio or just this past weekend doing Jackson Patriots down in Jacksonville. You know, there's, there's nothing like the feeling of being in a stadium for a big game, I'm, I'm certainly aware of the challenges that each bring. Um, there's a, you know, I'm, I'm pretty wiped out after I do a radio game for yeah. football. I mean, right. it is it is way more exhausting than doing a television game for football, just uh, based solely on the amount of what you have to keep track of and keeping the audience informed of. Um, so it's it's a lot more intensive. I wouldn't say it's intense. We're not digging ditches. You know, it's uh, it's amazing that people pay me to do it. But there's a, there's certainly a difference in how I feel after a game. We're going to talk with you about some of the things you've done this year. But you mentioned the you know Red Sox, Yankees, and Jags, Patriots, things like that. 
how do these type of things work when you're mainly SEC network with uh, with ESPN? I'm going to kind of nerd out here as a broadcaster just to hear kind of the behind-the-scenes workings of how you get to a gig like that. Does someone just say, okay, we've got an open slot here, we've got to plug in Tom, or do they give you options? Well, that's a great question. You know, it's one of the reasons that ESPN uh, as a company is a destination for so many broadcasters because they have the rights to just about everything. And that umbrella um, that umbrella covers a lot of different events. So you can go from doing a college game on Saturday night in College Station, Texas, to an NFL game the next day in Jacksonville. And, you know, I think it varies depending on who you are and, and how that works, but it's really based upon relationships and a quick example you know radio had a need this weekend on the nfl side i don't do a ton of it um you know i i hope to do as much as possible but it might be one to three games a year that i'm doing on radio um for college football or for nfl then maybe a a handful of mlp games as well and as simple as as the, the guy who's in charge of radio knowing that he had a, a hold to fill and the first thing he did before calling me is he had to check the college schedule uh, you know um, um, promised to television and the SEC network before all else so he went in saw where I was going to be Saturday night then checked the flights and then called me and said hey you know if you're interested in this game we've got room for you and oh by the way um, you know Here's the flight you can take out of Houston to make it there in time. If I were if I were doing a game, uh, you know, the SEC is a bad example. But if he's trying to get me to a, a New York Giants game that kicked at noon on Sunday, that wasn't going to work. You know, right. there, there wasn't going to be a flight option to get me there. So he probably wouldn't have called. So I have to – not only do I have, um, have that opportunity to thank that the guys were unavailable that weekend, but the friendly skies were, um, you know – cooperated with me too to get me there what's your level of comfort going into something like that when obviously you know sec network and espn that's your niche your forte you know that probably backwards and forwards and of course i think everybody that's around sports keeps up with those higher level things red sox yankees mlb and then you know jags patriots the nfl the behemoth that it is so everyone's going to have that base level of knowledge but when it comes to you specifically do you have to then just scramble and and do prep uh, you know to cater to that event or do you rely a lot off of knowledge that's already ingrained in you oh no 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 there's there's, there's a ton of prep i mean it, it does make it a little bit easier you don't have to memorize number 12 for the patriots right. that's um you know that's built into to anybody who's been a sports fan over the last 15 years that's that's the easy part um and and radio is a little bit different because you're strictly doing play-by-play and giving raw numbers and giving time and scores. So there's not a whole lot of worry about digging into extra stories and storylines outside of the, you know, the main ones, what you would read in an Associated Press preview or recap of the game. But there's always, there's always prep. There's hours and hours of prep um, to get ready for a game, to make sure that you're familiar with all the roster moves leading up to a game. The NFL is a lot simpler in that there's only 53, so it's not like prepping for a college game where you've got, you know, a good example is an average college game, there's 35 guys on one side of the ball you have to get ready for, and that's not including the coaching staff or special teams. Um, So, yeah, it it is easier in that you are familiar with the big picture storylines, but what really makes it easy and the, the people that I lean on is when you're doing a game with Bill Polian, who's got the gold jacket, and he's a Hall of Famer, he knows more about the NFL and, and his pinky finger than I could even hope to ever <laughs> learn in my entire lifetime, is that it's simply leaning on a guy like that and asking simple and direct questions, either on air or off, to help him tell the storyline. Because let's, let's be honest. Nobody really cares what Tom Hart thinks when you have Bill Polian in the same room. So set him up to succeed. Set him up to answer those questions. Tom Hart of SEC Network and ESPN Radio. That's part one, part two, and we're back and we dive into more regional-type stuff. He's done a lot of SEC football, of course. ETSU, not the SEC, but it's a big thing for a lot of our listeners. So we'll talk about what he's seen so far and some things coming up for Tom Hart of ESPN Radio and SEC Network when we're back. Send us on the sidekick Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges 
or low decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole, the clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye for all your printing needs. Trump. Trudeau. Trick Daddy. Tramp, the insult comic dog. Who's next? I don't know what's gonna happen. The secret. Sandos and the Sidekick of Tom Hart. Part two, Tom Hart. Sandos and the Sidekick, Buccaneers Sports Network, SEC Network, and ESPN Radio. Here we go. Tom Hart with us as the mystery guest this week. He spent some time with the Tennessee Smokies from 2002 to 2006 doing some play-by-play for them and working in media relations, too. What was your time in this area like? Oh, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, uh, my my fiance and I at the time, now my wife, lived there. We had our first child when we were living in Knoxville, and while we lived in Knoxville, of course, the ballpark is in Sevierville, and I spent a ton of time in and around the Smoky Mountains in, in East Tennessee, not just, you know, not just in Knoxville, but even, even points east, and it's still, it's still a treat for me when I fly in there. I mean, it is beautiful, and, and people who come in for the first time always say the same thing, and we got this from a lot of baseball players who would come in for the first time. They would say, man, I was flying in, it's so green. Well, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Like, it's gorgeous <laughs> up there, and the mountains are gorgeous. And um, we get up there with the family every once in a while to knock out another vacation, spend some time uh, up in the mountains, and, and I loved it. If we, you know, if we had an opportunity to move back, I think we would in a heartbeat. A lot of people in broadcasting will say, you never get a big break unless you know someone. Was that the case for you, or did it come down to opportunities presenting themselves naturally based off your work? Was it a combination of the two? I think it's probably a combination of the two. I've always said that it's not necessarily who you know, it's who knows you. Hmm. And what I mean by that is when you get opportunities, and I started to get some when I was with the Smokies on the television side, um, I, it was imperative to go in and do the best job possible and leave people with a great impression. And right. I think that's how the television industry works is then when that producer or director leaves and they go to their next event and they are asked by someone of their equal or above, hey, how did last week go? You want 
you want them to say, uh, you know, the guy I worked with was great. And you want those, um, those positive recommendations. And so when more people know you, I think more opportunities come about. I, I've never been, I don't think, a really good or aggressive networker. I'm not a guy that spends a lot of time on the phone asking for jobs or begging for events. Right. Uh, I think it's important to have relationships and to, and to know where you stand within a company. Um, but I've, I've always kind of been the guy, the kind of guy that thought that, you know, my work will speak for itself and my working relationships will speak for itself. Hmm. Tell us about the early games you've done in college football this year, what you thought of the teams you've seen, anything that stands out from your first three or four weeks, uh, and even doesn't have to be college football, just things that you've seen around broadcasting this last month or so. Well, I've had uh, Texas A&M twice, and I've had Florida twice early this season, including Florida's loss to Kentucky, which was their first since 1986. And I think especially relevant to East Tennessee this weekend, with Florida and Tennessee meeting on the field again Saturday night at Neyland Stadium, the the Florida team has a long way to go as a program. Um, I think Dan Mullen was surprised by the talent level when he got to Florida especially relative to what he had at Mississippi State. And remember, what he built at Mississippi State, even including Dak Prescott, was primarily done with three-star recruits, two- and three-star recruits. Um, So he and his staff have a lot of work to do to, A, mold the guys they have and get them better on the field, but also hit the recruiting trail to bring more talent in. I was awfully impressed with Kentucky. I think Marcus Stupis and his guys have done a tremendous, tremendous job building that program year after year and getting them to a point now where it's sustainable and they can bring in high-level talent like their quarterback, Terry Wilson. Other teams in the SEC wanted him after he transferred from Oregon, and, and he chose he chose Kentucky, and he's got great, incredible elite speed and great raw talent, and I think they can have a, have a fantastic season. And then with Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher is trying to – you know, instill his attitude on that program and bring a culture change to it, and he's done a tremendous job right off the bat. They played Clemson down to the fourth quarter when they got them at home, and, and Clemson obviously among the elite in college football. They're getting great quarterback play, and Jimbo's always been a great quarterback coach and teacher. He's had three first-rounders under his direction at that position, including Jameis Winston, who won the Heisman in 13. So I think A&M is, is certainly trending upward, and we'll see what happens this weekend, how long they can hang with Alabama on the road at Tuscaloosa. They won there with Johnny Manziel a few years ago, so if they can, if they can repeat that, they will shock the college football world. Two more on you personally. How is it to just have the SEC Network as your main thing? You've grinded with a ton of jobs over a long period of time. You can just go to your Wikipedia page and see the you know, eight, ten things, that a lot of them coming three, four at a time that you were doing. It must feel good to have that one project to focus your time on. You mentioned you still get some gigs outside of that um, from ESPN Radio or wherever there's a need to fill in. But how does it feel to just have that main thing now to be able to say, all right, this is what I'm leaning on? Well, to be honest, it's easy. You know, it makes it a lot easier and yeah. simpler um, from a travel standpoint, living in Atlanta, number one, and a quality of life standpoint. But uh, going back to relationships, you know, I can go to any campus in the SEC and have good people that I know and that know me that I can rely on, whether it's um, a restaurant recommendation or to talk about what's going on in the football, baseball, basketball programs. And, and that really goes across a lot of different sports. So there's a comfort level in, in going to places where you know people. Um, not, to, not to say I don't appreciate the challenge to go out and do a basketball game at, at Gonzaga or do an ACC hoops game or, or NFL radio, um, but there's, you know, this, is a, this is a conference where uh, people know you and appreciate you when you've been around for a little bit, and that's what I feel like I have within the SEC. All right, favorite gig you've ever had. Doesn't have to be the most uh, well-known one. Doesn't have to resonate necessarily with, you know, Tom Brady or NFL Radio, ESPN Radio, whatever it is. Favorite gig for you where you look back on and say, that was the most fun I ever had broadcasting. Oh, man. Uh, Well, I I got two, and these are two of the opposite ends of the spectrum for the reason they were so much fun. Sure. Um, This summer I had a chance to go down to the Bahamas and cover Kentucky's uh, Kentucky basketball's four-game exhibition tournament at uh, at the Atlantis Resort, and I was just laughing the entire time that I was getting paid <laughs> to go to the Bahamas to cover basketball, especially Kentucky basketball at that. So yeah. that, and, and we told, I told people as I walked up, I was like, you cannot find 
a more fun you know, job assignment than this. But then in terms of you know rewarding, I go back to a, a game I did, a football game I did at Air Force Academy, probably 2007 or 2008. We were celebrating um, Armed Forces Day, and we were celebrating a lot of folks who had come through the academy, and, and it was served nationally, not just Air Force. But during that broadcast, we had the then superintendent of the Air Force Academy, General Gould, on with us. And General Gould had served and as the commander of Cheyenne Mountain on 9-11. Wow. So it doesn't always go hand-in-hand, hand, you know, with college football. But he had played college football at Air Force. He was a defensive back there um, in the early 70s. And so to have him in the booth and talk about how his preparedness on a college football field as a defensive back for the academy helped him on that fateful day was just mesmerizing and, and a very powerful message and that's mm-hmm. certainly not something you get every weekend and it's a it's a for that reason it's a game i'd never forget i can't think of any better way to, to leave things than right there hey you're big time we're really happy for your success you didn't have to make time for us here at etsu you did we appreciate it tom look forward to flipping on a radio turning on a tv and hearing from you again soon my pleasure thanks so much for having me i appreciate your interest so just to close out what things looked like of those games that he was talking about, of course, uh, Texas A&M didn't necessarily hang with Alabama, although losing by, you know, 22 isn't so terrible to the Crimson Tide. Uh, Kentucky, you know, bold prediction, maybe had a little bit of in- inside insight from Tom Hart on that. It will still count. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, and then the other one was Florida, and we obviously know the result there. Mashing at the University of Tennessee on the road. Tom Hart, your thoughts? Loved it. Wish we had yeah, more time with Tom yeah, Hart. same here. Wish I could ever be involved in this. I hey, have about set, some up, set some up yourself. Set some up yourself. Mystery guest Wednesday is over. Thursday. Man, the guy he's going to be with us going to talk about the rail, the rail how they it. made the rail, what it means, all that good fun stuff. Chattanooga and ETSU. Also, crazy coach Thursday. Got to get some sound bites ready for him. And we'll also have four downs. All that and One, more. two, three. Tom Hart. Four. Landon Owen. Mike Gallagher. Jay Sanders. Sanders in the side.